Halloween, an art cinema fart cinema brings you a giant specter of the macabre, a bulbous monster. Oh, wait a minute, it's not even a horror film, is it? No, it's not horror, you know. No. Ang Lee's Hulk is what we're talking about for, for Halloween. Hi, by the way, I'm Simon. I'm Cameron. Art Cinema Fart Cinema is a podcast that's not been doing very much recently, but we're here on Halloween to tell you that a season three is going to be coming out. And it's it's going to be very spooky. Well, the whole season three? Yeah, it could be. No, it's not not going to be spooky. To be honest, this episode's not going to be spooky because it's not even a f***ing horror movie. It's Ang Lee's Hulk starring Eric Banana. (laughs) Yeah, basically what happened is three people wrote to us saying, please do the Hulk for Halloween. And, you know, we, I guess since three people bothered. I found it weird when they asked if they could see your big green girthy log. I mean, if three people get bothered to get in touch with us, we're going to do it. So here we go. We're talking about Hulk on Halloween. Roll the fucking intro music now. <laughs> It's Halloween special. The episode title is Halloween. Oh, wait a minute, it's not even a horror film. Uh, yeah, so Hulk, I guess we should talk about the story of the big green monster. And it is, well, it's very symbolic, isn't it? Symbolic about change and See that fucking Stan Lee, man. Stan Lee, he's a fucking I'm artist, all man. super fans. Hi, spicy fans, it's Stan Lee here. When I was a boy, I wanted to beat up the bad kids and take away the girl on a date and buy her a Pepsi. <laughs> And Hulk is, of course, a metaphor for his jealous rage. You know, whatever. And then he stole other people's comic book ideas and uh, then he got elder abuse. How dare you? No, I don't even know anything about I don't know anything about st- the ins and outs of Stan Lee-isms. But Hulk is a story. This one is like an attempt at... Uh, it's, it's the first Hulk film in a, in a long time. Since the, is that, since the 70s. Yeah, it's the 70s think. TV show with that loof whatever his name was Loose Asshole Loose Asshole yeah (laughs) nice nice Uh, Eric Banana stars as a scientist his dad was dicking about with some shit what was he now who played the dad I recognise the dad from something but I can't I can't the the, 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 the main bulk of the film uh, casts Nick Nolte as the dad that's it because I was like this guy I was like is this Gary Busey but I was like no it's not (laughs) <laughs> that's probably that's the two that get mixed up eh? even though Nick Nolte's like I'm pretty sure he was nominated for an Oscar at some point uh, I don't think Gary, oh no Gary Busey might have been actually yeah, I, don't could be. Uh, I don't know yeah so a scientist his dad is dicked around with uh, he didn't he didn't have like permission to use human uh, test subjects yeah so he tested on himself and when he had a son, it turns out he's passed on something weird and creepy in his son. And it has the cool intro, and it's like, and it's like the jeans slicing together. Well, if you think that's cool, if 
fair enough, but I thought it was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the film takes 11 minutes to get started. It's, it's 11 minutes of, like, backstory, montage, and da-da-da, he's a child, he's this, he's that. And then, then we cut to Eric Banana brushing his teeth in the morning as a grown-up scientist who still rides a bike to school with the crash helmet firmly in place. Because he's a nerd. Yeah, he's a nerd, giant nerd. Yeah, even though he looks like Eric Banana. <laughs> he's here with us right now. Cameron's holding a banana to uh, <laughs> indicate Eric Banana's banana He can sit here and watch us talk about him. Yeah. Good boy. Shenanigans goes wrong in a science lab and Eric Banana ends up standing in front of a big gamma ray, but because of his mutation, instead of killing him the way that it would a normal person... He, he turns into the Hulk. When he gets angry, big explosion he, of green He gets muscles. green. And not uh, not and everything yeah. gets bigger and harder, but a lot of it does. His love interest has actually dumped him at the start, which is one quite neat thing. that You don't see that a lot. As an audience, you know, you're not normally introduced to a love interest as the lady at work that just dumped him yesterday. So that's quite an interesting starting point. Jennifer Connolly has, has dumped Eric Banana, but they're still working together keeping a relationship professional at work and all the rest of it. And her dad, lo and behold, is the guy that sent his dad away to some mental farm after all of the fucking... The green nook went off. The show went off back in the day. So there's kind of like an old school rivalry between military man Sam Elliott, who's Jennifer Connelly's dad, and scientist outcast Nick Nolte who's Eric Banana's dad <laughs> who's yeah. clearly stolen science equipment from a government facility mm-hmm. and really it's not much you know it's not an action film it's uh, you know it's trying to do the whole we're making a serious drama here it's just in superhero clothing and it's very long this film two is hours, very long two hours and 17 minutes it felt longer than that. Yeah, in a way, uh, it is kind of a horror film because everyone is scared of being bored to death. <laughs> and, very close uh, yeah. to it. Yeah, and it's happening more and more when you go and see films these days. Sorry, it sounds like a oh oh sorry oh, sorry Simon sounding like a Gen X or, or the knife a, that cuts deep or even a boomer. Oh my god! Okay, boomer. Mm. You know, you want to complain about Marvel films? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wayne, a Wayne crack went off over Martin Scorsese's furry fucking face. Irishman. Yeah. Okay. So this film was post Sam Raimi's Spider Man stuff. You know. Yeah, because cause Sam Raimi's Spider Man was two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so the Hulk came out just ahead of Spider Man two. Yeah. So this one didn't work. They were playing the game of Ang Lee has just done Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. which has fight scenes and people flying ridiculously. But when they cast, well, sorry, when they roped him in to direct the Hulk, they didn't uh, realise that he was an artist who, you know... <laughs> they didn't realise he was an artist. Yes, he's an artist who's going to do something stupid when he's given uh, an opportunity to make a superhero movie. So, I, I did actually like the action in this film. Did you? Yeah, but I should preface that every time I've watched... The last time I watched this was when this film came out on DVD because I just got out from a hernia surgery when I was in primary three. So you're about seven, eight, 
and I had to be stuck in my room and I had a TV and a DVD player moved up into it. And, and all Hulk, I had was Hulk. Hulk I, was a boo-boo fixer. I, ha- I literally watched that film for maybe two weeks. Right, so you liked it back then? As a small child, yes. As a, as a yeah, I, I, you know what? Yeah, I get that. I've watched plenty of things like, uh, there's a lot of films, there's a film called Crawl, which I watched plenty of times, and I couldn't get through it once as an adult. I was like, fucking hell, this is shit. That's an 80s, like, sword and sorcery type. You know, magic and... Magic the Gathering. So there's an article that calls... that refers to this film as well as Robert Altman's Popeye and Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. This film as well. They get kind of referred to by a notable article uh, as The Road Not Taken uh, due to its comic techniques such as masking, panelling and page layout. You know, in ways that... Fucking bullshit, right? See, this film... What they're talk, what they're referring to is basically they do a lot of over the top split screen stuff, and it for me it doesn't. Oh, even, is that when the transitions like? There's bo- you know boxes appear and stuff on the. To make it look like a comic movie. The whole page layout thing, but the thing is, is it doesn't actually invoke comics. It just looks like. It just looks. Shit. It just looks like the intro to Dallas. <laughs> Or you're, the naked gun. You're expecting, like, <laughs> JR to turn around and, like, his, his smile at the camera while his name flashes at the bottom, you know? Eric Banana. Yeah, yeah starring Eric Banana uh, as the Hulk. Stroke Bruce Banner. Imagine if the Hulk did stroke Bruce Banner. <laughs> Can you imagine if instead of Eric Banner they got Burt Reynolds to play as uh, uh, Bruce Banner? Do you mean Eric Banana? No, get rid of him and replace him with Burt Reynolds. Do you mean Eric Banana? Yes. <laughs> right, half an hour in, there's a scene that's quite good. What, what occurs to you half an hour in to this film is that Ang Lee does actually direct good movies. He just can't make a good movie out of the Hulk. Because, <laughs> he, you know, he's got all the style. When it comes to family tensions and people like having, uh, like, very heightened conversations with each other with a lot of bottled up emotions you know you've got the conversations obviously between Eric Banana and Nick Nolte and then it's the same thing reflected when Jennifer Connelly talks to Sam Elliott you know so all the, all those scenes remind you that this is a guy who made a film like The Ice Storm but yeah he's been roped in to do the Hulk because of flying people in Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon but he's not going to deliver that here he's just it's, it's a total like unbalanced you know 75% of the running time this film doesn't know what the fuck it's doing in my opinion he's not passionate about two thirds three quarters of this uh, this film <laughs> he's, he's not in Fa- you know, family drama in your Hulk movie is exactly what you're after split screen it's hardly like it's a novel thing anyway right uh, I mean like the City of God did it two years before this there's Brian De Palma films, The Grifters in 1991 or whatever it was with John Cusack. You know, it opens with the three people walking and the screen split into three, watching them as they go about their, you know, day as slick fucking confidence tricksters, you know. Uh, Time Code is a film with Mike by Mike Figgis who splits the screen into four. The whole film is split into four, you know, it's, it's, it's you know. And, uh, of course, the Dallas intro and several other fucking TV show intros from the 90s and 80s and all that, you know. So so seeing things split up on the screen 
doesn't invoke comic books at all. It actually has to be done really well to not be cheesy. Brian De Palma, Sisters, it's not like you saw the screen split in two and you went, oh, it's like a comic book. You just thought they're doing split screen. And it's, you know, Quentin Tarantino. It's Brian De Palma homages in Kill Bill, Volume 1, where uh, Daryl Hannah walks down the corridor with the syringe of poison to kill Uma Thurman's uh, bride. Uh, that's a Brian De Palma moment, is how Tarantino would say it, you know. So seeing the screen break up into bits and stuff, it just, it, it doesn't I just thought it was very tacky. Abs- absolute shit. But then I remembered this from some 2003, so I wasn't really surprised. The idea that comic fans are going to see that and think, oh, it really feels like you're in a, you know, you're not in a comic. It's crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a bite out of Eric Banana. You can hear Eric mm. die. So long, Eric. Yeah, uh, so you said you like the action scenes, right? I like the action scenes. Well, you're referring to the sort of the, the last sort of fighting with tanks in the desert. Yeah, I thought the tanks in the desert, the jet flying under the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm, yeah. I thought that was all quite well done, but I don't know if that was just childhood nostalgia creeping in. Yeah, well, like the Hulk... The first thing that's got to be said is the actual Hulk himself in this film looks like a ridiculous bright green mm. computer-generated image. And it's not, you know, a lot of people would say, well, it is. I mean, even the Mark Ruffalo things, it's like, I think that it's a wee bit sillier in this film. I than, feel like if the greens were a bit darker, it probably wouldn't look as goofy. Yeah. Well, I think the colours, but again, I don't know if they're just trying to make it look like a comic book. Because it just, it just like, looks tacky. When, you, when I saw stills of this film as it was being reviewed and it would be in Empire magazine and the rest of it, you know, I would see this little green sprite in, in the box, you know, standing there with the helicopter hovering over him in a desert landscape. And I was like, looks like a fucking PS1 platform game. Funnily enough, Simon, I uh, remember yeah. that's one of the first levels <laughs> in the PS2 Hulk game for this movie. It might be PS1. So basically, they when they made this into a computer game, they didn't have to go too far no. from what the film actually The, the start like. of the game is you come out of a, a hut in the middle of the desert that is on a floating island, and everything else is blown up, and you just have to, you just get to pick up army soldiers and throw them at helicopters and throw them off cliffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a computer game while you're watching it. Maybe you were seeing a clip for maybe you were reading Gamer magazine and not Empire. No, is Empire uh, Magazine still a thing? Yes, is uh, it? Yeah, but I don't. Uh, I wasn't reading gaming magazines at all at that point. I'd already uh, passed up on computer games. You'd moved on to gay magazines. Yeah, and uh, gay films. <laughs> yeah, right. So you, Nick Notley, you didn't know who the fuck he was, but you just kind of. I couldn't recognise him under the the beard, the either real beard and mm. fake hair, or both of it was fake. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, well, mate, you know how. People get asked to put on weight and do this and do that. To, you know, you know. I don't know if they get asked to. A lot of actors put themselves up to it, I guess. Vincent D'Onofrio put on a lot of weight for Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. And Christian Bale's famous for going all the way down to size zero for The, the Machinist. Mechanist. The Machinist, yes. Is it The Machinist or The Machinist? The Machinist. Like? And then he, you know, within hardly any time at all, he was like fucking swollen back up to muscular man for... Batman. first Batman film, yeah. Um, 
I kind of have to wonder, with Nick Nolte, did Ang Lee say, listen, could you get a drinking problem again? <laughs> yeah, I know that you're, some liquor. I know that you're two years sober, but just like for the film, it would be really helpful if you looked completely fucked yeah. up. <laughs> you looked haggard. Yeah, like that photograph. I think it was two th- I think it was just two years before this movie or something that uh, he has like his uh, arrest photo where he's holding up the number and his hair's just... <laughs> It's like, you know, guess where Ang Lee got the idea to cast him from? <laughs> well, it could have been more so he could have taken a turn like Gary Busey. Yeah. We interrupt this podcast to bring you Meme On a quiet street in a safe neighbourhood, a studious boy named Eric leads a life rife with future potential and academic accomplishment. But Eric is no ordinary boy, for when Eric eats a banana, he turns into the Incredible Hulk, a monstrous, bulbous spectre of the macabre. And Stanley's metaphor for his own jealous rage Podcast Nick Nolte's character does bring a lot of stupidity to, to this movie. He works uh, the night shift as a janitor in the hospital that Eric Banana's in after you know becoming blasted by the gamma ray or whatever. Yes. And the doctor's checking him and it's like, you know, oh, you're actually 10, 110%. And Nick Nolte's skulking around in the, uh, the corridors cleaning up as the new janitor. Uh, but he's also walking dogs about as well. Yeah. It's like, I know that it's night shifts, but there's someone else fucking supervising, isn't there? From the infe- from an infection control standpoint, from my line of work, he would be fired on the spot. It's like, you can't just walk around with, like, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm also a dog sitter, I've got a business on the go, so I'm just going to, like, double up my earnings here and clean clean the floors while the dogs just kind of kick about, you know, he's got about fucking three dogs just like hovering around him while he's doing his night shift janitoring it's bullshit the other thing that's bullshit is there's a point where he gets something he, he, he does he inject something into his hand or he, may, he makes Who, Nick Nolte or? yeah, Nick Nolte yeah, I think so, and he yeah. injects a serum again he, he inject, injects a serum into his hand again and his hand goes all red and stuff but then he holds his hand out and from his palm, this bulbous ball sack <laughs> yeah. of blood. It looks like a it looks like a scrotum, <laughs> hover you know hovering down from the palm of his hand. And you just think you know like when you're you're doing a movie, I'm pretty sure that there's a whole room in there picking it apart and saying, "Can we really do this? Can we really leave that in?" Surely someone's going to say that looks like a fucking tea bag of testicles dropping from his palm there. And what is Ang Lee just going to go? That doesn't matter. Just leave it in, you know. I mean, it's probably because it's near the end of the film, they just gave up. Yeah, there's even a filmed theatre section, in my opinion. You know, the, whole, the bit where uh, Eric Banana, towards the end, Eric Banana and Nick Nolte have like an argument, and it's set against a like pitch black background. It all felt very like, you know, actor's workshop. 
on inside the actor's studio. BBC Two late night. We're going to go inside the actor's workshop, and you get like two profile shots of actors <laughs> against black, and it's like you know, how dare you? How dare you undermine me? It's been like this since I was a child. <laughs> it's very it's like that. Uh, I was uh, yeah, kicked back in time to when I used to. <clears throat> care. <laughs> Watch that sort of shit while I was having my milk and biscuits before beddy time. What, did you, are you saying that you don't have a couple of milk and cookies before you go night night, Simon? I wish I did. That would be much healthier than what I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> it's much uh, much healthier than what I actually do before bed. Do we have a fucking meal sack this week or what? We do. Actually, you've got quite a big meal sack this week. We have you? we have two meal sacks. <laughs> let's hear what let's hear what the kids have been writing. But besides, do a Halloween episode on the Hulk. <coughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good one. <laughs> I love it when Cam. You see when Cameron looks at his meal sack and laughs. So this is from Teddy, who lives in Scarborough. Right. And he writes to us saying, Dear Art Cinema Fart Cinema, There's a voice coming from my bathroom tap. The cold tap, not the hot tap. I like that he prefaced, not the hot one. The cold one, right. The cold one. I think it's Simon's dad trying to contact him from beyond the grave. I don't think that's true. Not in in Scarborough, for fuck's sake. Where where is your, your father? I mean, he's not in Scarborough. You wouldn't go there, like, you wouldn't take a holiday to Scarborough even as a ghost. So I don't think, I think that he's, you're barking up the wrong tree with that. Uh, as for, like, what to do with the voice coming out of the tap. The cold know, tap, not the, the cold hot tap. tap. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if it's the bath, then I guess you could get into an uncomfortable position and shove your fucking arsehole over it. But if it's a sink, then you're in a bit more trouble. If, if there's a, if there's something up there talking to you, and you, you know, get your rim right there, it's going to f- <laughs> off, isn't it? It's going to say right. It's like if when you spray, what is it? You spray like a certain spray that makes the mice go away. Now, you know? Simon, as as a resident housekeeper, I uh, I think if I went to work in those dirty sinks and I proceeded to shove my arse into the tap, I'd probably be promptly fired. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not suggesting you do it at the workplace. It's like you know, it's a home remedy. It's a home, a home re- remedy. A home remedy for uh, for voices coming out of taps is to get your plug plug your bottom hole up over the the tap. But you're only going to manage that if it's the bath. If it's the sink, I don't have you're out of luck. But for the bath, I've got I don't know, I've got that one suggestion. Uh, shove it. What's the next? What's next from the mail sack? You've got. <coughs> so, Cameron, let's hear it. I'll get my newsman fedora here. Uh, this is from Fiona, 52, in. Oh. I have no idea where Nile is. It's quite close, actually. It's closer than Scarborough. But isn't Scarborough in the ass end of nowhere? Probably. But the, I think it's one of the ass ends of nowhere as well. We'll just, we'll just rip into every place. Like, every, you know, wherever you live. We hate you. <laughs> like like your arsehole into that bathroom sink tap. Just it's the rip bath. It in. It's the bath. You can't get you can't get your arsehole over a sink tap. I've tried. <laughs> no, uh, but you can probably manage it over the bath. Uh, if you know if you get into a strange position on the go, yeah. 
What's Fiona, the 52-year-old, who's really proud of her age? Most people at 52 aren't that proud of their age. No. But I'm, kudos to her for being proud as a 52-year-old from <laughs> Let's hear it. She says, me and my friend played with our Ouija board. And right there, I got two black eyes and they won't heal. I'm walking around looking like a fucking badger and I don't know what to do. But in you, you know, you've got lots of badgers are kicking around to make friends with. A big giant badger like Wind in the Willows just like grabs you by the scruff of the neck and puts you in your place. Gives you yeah, a um, bump. I think as a 52 year old, two black eyes probably makes you look like part of the wildlife. So you're, you're, you're sinking into the background, you're seeping into the background there quite, quite nicely. Uh, leave it alone. And while you're at it, you know, leave the, the Ouija board alone. You know, why, why would you expect actions to, to not have consequences? You know, if you're going to mess around with that shit. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer did it in What Lies Beneath. And fair enough, that led her to some pretty cool scenes later on in the film. But in real life, you're just going to end up, you know, with two black eyes looking like a fucking badger. And uh, in you know, it's, it's not like it's the worst thing. I've seen people with, like, horns coming out of the centre of their head. I think that's called being inbred, <laughs> Are we allowed to laugh about that? Yes, I would. <laughs> We like to laugh about inbreeding. Ah, Game of Thrones made it pop culture. Yeah, Game of Thrones has really brought back the inbreeding. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, Fiona. You just look inbred. Is it two truths and a lie time? Bum, uh, bum, yes. Bum, bum, boo, 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 boo. La 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 la. That's the game. Two truths and a lie. If you lose, please don't cry. One lie and two truths It's bound to give you life a boost Two truths and a lie, so we've got a... I've got three factoids and Cameron is going to decide which one is a giant heap of bulbous bullshit And I should really point out that I am turtle heating right now Mm-hmm. No. Um, I actually am, to be fair. Yeah, okay, right. Two truths and a lie. One more laugh and I will shit my pants. Right. <laughs> Nick Nolte, who you do not know because of his hairy face. Gary Busey Light, uh huh. Yeah. Nick Nolte has a, a middle name, and that middle name is King. He was born Nicholas King Nolte. True Nick or false? King Nolte. Nick King Nolte. Uh, factoid number two Eric Banana well known as a dramatic actor now actually began his career as a comedian and filmed sketch shows that he was a writer and producer of or at least writer of uh, in his native Australia before being a film actor is there a, co- is there a comedy sketch show with Eric Banana in it? Okay. True or false? Uh, factoid three Aberdonian singer Annie Lennox was so exasperated by how boring this film was that she ran out of the cinema and went immediately home and drank so much bovril in an attempt to replenish herself that she was sick. (laughs) That's bovril beef-flavoured drink. Why not chicken? Yeah, 
Bovril beef flavoured drink. Which one is bullshit? I'm going to go for the Nick. No, Bovril. Bovril? Yes. Of course it's Bovril. Everyone who knows... Would, who would drink Bovril except at a football match? Well, Annie Lennox would. Everyone knows that Annie Lennox can drink any amount of Bovril and not be sick. She can swim in ponds of that stuff. Like, it's taking like bathtubs of beans for charity. She does bathtubs of bovril. <laughs> without taking a breath. We did a two truths in one life for the burning. It's uh, it's going quite well, I think. I think it, you know. It, it, Engage the audience. Yeah, you know. Well, enga- you know, it, my brain needs to come back to life when I've been watching a film like this. So and I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that something's keeping me on track. Uh, and w- congratulations, Cameron, for 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 winning that. Uh... <laughs> the prize is uh, a big tub of bovril. Yes. Yeah, and this film is two hours seventeen minutes and fifty seconds of turd. Turd is long and brown as the rivers of Bovril beef-flavoured drink Aberdonian singer Annie Lennox likes to swim in. There you go, that's my judgement. What a great metaphor, Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to improve this film? I've got a suggestion. Since it's, you know, since the split screen brings to mind Dallas, how about making it a, a Dallas-Hulk crossover film where the two worlds collide? Hulkus. Neither superhero film nor soap opera, just pure drama. Directed by Ang Lee of the uh, Ice Storm fame. We should point out that he, he recovered his career quite quickly by by filming Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal going at it in a tent. Oh, did he do Broke Back Mountain? He did indeed, yes. So, he, yeah, good career record. So his career him. literally went up the shitter. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that he he thought about stopping directing <coughs> or something after this movie, which is quite an outrageous thing to do over one blunder, you know. Well, my improvements are rather short form and you know Spitfire. Mm-hmm. I would uh, make the Hulk darker green and mm-hmm. have give him dark green, uh, dark purple cargo shorts. I feel his colours are too vibrant, and it makes it like you can't have like a serious. Oh, we need to shoot him with a tank if he's a giant green fucking blob jumping about the screen mm-hmm. like he is flubber. Yeah. Um, I would I would want more action. Uh, I think um, the Hulk dogs were pretty cool. Yeah. I thought I was uh, more more stuff like that. More weird genetic freaks. Mm. Like imagine if he injected it into a chicken. Imagine a giant Hulk chicken. Imagine a dog that's like Spike from Tom and Jerry and he actually walks in and goes, that's my boy, you know. Like he's actually standing up Mm. on two feet and talking in a human voice. That'd be better. And I should really point out that I am turtle heating right now. Mm. I Um, actually am, to be fair. Yeah, okay, right. One more laugh and I will shed my pants. This is one such occasion on which Simon must confront the fact that he is a very poor listener. Cameron has clearly expressed a need for bowel movement. 
Has Simon heard this request? No. He continues to record podcasts for a further ten minutes, causing suffering for Cameron. Will Cameron make it to the toilet on time? Or will he poison himself with inner poo poo? <laughs> there will be no confirmation here, I'm afraid. It will remain one of God's own private mysteries. And Lee, and Lee's good, but this film was, you know, it's the misstep. It's the old, you know, we thought some art house director could be controlled into making a big blockbuster. It's It, it rarely happens. I'm sure that there's probably an example of it, but it's not coming to the, me off the top of my head here. So, yeah. That's been our bollocksy episode. You know, I'm sorry that it wasn't scary, but blame the three people that, that wrote to us saying, talk about Ang Lee's Hulk. You it's know. all their fault. It's not ours. We're impervious. Yeah, yeah we just we did what we were told here. You know, uh, People like Fiona write in talking about fucking black eyes. Being inbred badgers. Yeah, inbred badgers. That's what we're dealing with here. Inbred badgers that suggest things like do Hulk as a Halloween episode. And your your father who lives in a tap. He doesn't. He's not. He's not in Scarborough. <laughs> he might be in a tap, but he's, but not, he's in not in Scarborough, right? And if he is, we've already discussed how you get rid of him. So there you go. Yeah. Bye bye. Have a good time. Uh, Arson McFarsonma will be back. Happy Halloween. Dog for apples, yeah. Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema.